figure out because I was I would like walk out of therapy and just cry and I hated that like I hated being sad and I was like I'm more pissed off that my mom got taken like at a young age and she shouldn't have and I was like I and I was already obviously a fitness coach and stuff but I wanted to learn more about the barbell I was like I need to go like throw weights around I was like I need to like get this anger out in a healthy way What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the one and only Science Same Stigma podcast. If you haven't yet, go to our website, sciencesamestigma.com. Go to the top right of the page and hit that follow button if you want to hear more. If you like the podcast or maybe you just have an episode you enjoy a lot you, and uh, you think it has value, go ahead and share the podcast or the episode. If you're looking for a podcast that changes your perspective based upon real live stories of our peers in our society, keep listening as our goal as a community is to silence this thing we call stigma. You may ask, how are we going to do that? Well, challenging stigma takes understanding, education, and a closer look at our inner self and attitude. Here on this podcast this week, we have the one who made me. That's my mom, Kathy Kirshner, and myself, Austin <laughs> Kirshner. You want to know the reason behind why we do this podcast? Go seek out episode number two, where we share our story and what we went through as a family. We're recording this between uh, Christmas and New Year's, just so you guys know. But by the time it's released, it's going to be the new year. Speaking of the new year, it's a, it's a new year, a new start, new goals, new relationships, and new guests on our podcast. Today, we have someone who's uh, fought some battles, battles through her life from addiction to loss. She's here to share with us some of those ups and downs in life and what helps her. So welcome, Jill, to the podcast. What's up? So like I said, we're between uh, the, the holidays here. Um, do you have any new year, new year's re- resolutions? Uh, yeah. One of I was actually just telling somebody this the other day is one of them is to, well, find a full-time job and I'm trying to look to move to North Carolina or Nashville within the next few months. So for job opportunities yeah. or, yeah. So something in like health and fitness. Um, but that's the goal is to kind of preferably within the end of february i wanted to ask you <laughs> you uh you were in york this is where you you grew up right york yeah yeah i don't want to give away your location but <laughs> pa you, you were raised in pa yeah and you decided to go to florida yeah so you just how old were you when you went to florida so it was fresh out of college i um i took an internship yeah. and oh, i've been there for i was almost there for six years so right after college, I took an internship and I decided to stay ever after that was done. I was like, well, I don't really need to go back to Pennsylvania for anything. And why are you here? I know everyone, everyone asked me that, um, you know, COVID hit and, um, I was working from home and all that. And then, um, things happened. Like I had kind of a mold issue and stuff in my condo. Um, I was doing pretty much CrossFit, um, you know, coaching a lot of that, but, um, it was just best that I did something smart financially. Um, and eventually got laid off my job, um, from there. So I just decided like two weeks before I moved home, I was like, all right, I'm just going to move back to Pennsylvania for a little bit. And everyone was so shocked. They're like, what? And I think I was just so like with the mold issue after talking to some like my attorneys that were client stuff, it was just best that I got out of my situation down there. And 
the market and stuff down there with renting down in Florida, it was just booming. It was getting high. And I was like, I need to do something. I need to move back financially. So now here I am five months later. Yeah. Yeah. So you're back in PA. What, uh, you want to go through how you grew up basically where you came from? Yeah. Kind of some of the events maybe that happened in your life. Um, so, um, well, let me just start off by saying, um, like why I like to tell my story and everything is, um, well, I don't, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I haven't really told my story out loud. I feel like, I feel like a lot of us, you know, we battle a lot of things in our head or, um, you know, we think about it or we might be in the shower or, you know, in bed and we think about all these things that go in our head. I mean, that's what I do. I have anxiety and all that. Um, but for me, the more I, you know, tell little bits about it, it just helps people and myself. You feel less alone, I feel like. And, um, and we're all fighting our own battles and like the book that I'll eventually share, but like, it's okay not to be okay. So that's just kind of leading into my story eventually here. But so back to my story is, so growing up, I would say like, I am just a typical family, like me and my brother. Um, I have a brother who's three, three and a half years older than me. Um, you know, parents were, gave us pretty much everything. And that's interesting that you say that because a lot of our guests say the same thing. What? We all grew up in this like normal, oh, yeah, yeah. normal family and everything like that. Brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. no problems. I, I think a lot of people, you know, are like that or, you know, where new, like an addiction come from. Like some people you don't know or know why. And I don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I played sports all my life. I was an athlete. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was all through high school and stuff. And then in college, I knew I wanted to do, uh, study something in that field. So that's what I did. Um, again, life was going pretty well. And I have always battled like an OCD, um, addiction. Again, that can be something for another podcast, but, um, and, and I had some anxiety and stuff. But then I graduated college and that's when I moved down to Florida. Um, and that's actually when I told my mom, my first like thing about OCD, um, that's when I actually got a medication for the first time. Um, what was holding you back from telling her? Cause it's embarrassing. And like till this day, to you it is. Yeah. But like, still this day, I haven't really opened up about it. Like told everybody. Cause I don't, I, even to myself, I don't know why I do certain rituals and stuff. Um, you just don't want the feedback. Yeah. But I, and honestly, I don't know how to explain it like out loud. Like even the doctors, I don't know how to explain it. You're like talking why. about your OCD. Yeah. Like why I do certain things. Like I always think something bad is going to happen. Yeah. I, remember, I was listening to your. Yeah. So. Yeah. Guys, if you want to listen to more about her OCD, you can go to her YouTube page. It's yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, so then I'm down in Florida and I'm um, working as a trainer and things like that. And I was down there, I want to say about a year, going on probably two years. And this is where my whole life like takes a whole turn. Um, and I remember to this day, like what happened. So I have uh, my, well, let me backtrack here. So I'm at my job and my mom, is, so me and my mom are best friends, like best, best friends. Like we text five times, like 10 times a day. She calls me, I call her. She's the person who, again, like I have anxiety and stuff where 
I'll set 10 alarms, but I'm still like, mom, can you text me in the morning and make sure I'm up because I'm afraid my alarm's not going to go off. So she would be like, I'll text her in the morning and be like, okay, I'm up. And she'd be like, okay, honey, like have a nice day. Or if I don't get up, she'd be like, call me right away. Um, that's just how our relationship was. And um, I think a lot of daughters and moms relationships are like that. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think it's just, like she's like, we're each other's backbone. But mom, your relationship with your mom was different. Yes. You guys were more separate. I'm jealous of Jill. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I would say not everyone is like that. Um, I would say majority. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't even, we, I wouldn't say, like, we were always so nice to each other. Like, you would ask my brother. Like, <laughs> we definitely were mean. Like, I was mean to her. I'm not going to say, like, I definitely, but the thing is, she would love me right back. Like, I could curse at her and do all this, but, like, she loved me, you know. But she was a very caring person. Yeah. Give like, a little background of what your mom was like, just so the viewers can listen. So I she mean, was just that person who did everything and anything for anybody. Yeah. Mom, like, can you that's relate? what I, I, I told Kathy. Like, yeah. she reminds me of my mom. Like, <laughs> she. Um, she puts herself before herself. Yeah. I mean, she puts herself <laughs> to help others yes. before herself. Yeah. And that's where, like, if she's stressed, we didn't see it, but it was definitely because she put everybody else before her. Like if she had a headache or she was sick, I mean, you wouldn't really know because she wanted to take care of the kids and she ran us to our sporting events, like all throughout life. Like it was mom who did all that, you know, she did the cooking clean. Like she did all of that. Um, I'm just going to have to say, I didn't really know your mom that well, but I saw her at the baseball games and yeah. she just loved you kids to death. Like oh, she yeah. would sit there and talk about the dogs. Yeah. And she was so proud of both of you like yeah. in your sports. Both of you are very athletic and were very successful in your sports. And I remember her sitting at every baseball game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they like yeah, she def I mean, but my parents really in general, like they wouldn't miss, you know, a game. My mom was just like had to be at everything for sure. Um yeah, they definitely, she definitely did like a lot. Um, so I'm assuming by what you're telling me is your dad kind of just like set back, didn't really go to any sporting events or anything like that. He did. Oh, no. I saw him at the games too. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he definitely did. Um, I would say though, when we were younger, like just like driving around, like I guess you would say you relied on mom though to like when we, when we weren't 16 yet. Yeah, I, you know? I can relate. Can't, do you agree, Mom? Like, Dad wasn't really... Oh, yeah. We were always traveling on the weekends, going to different tournaments, basketball tournaments, and yeah. all that stuff, and you used to take us everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we were like the taxis. The moms were all the yeah. taxis. The dads <laughs> would come occasionally, but the moms were there die hard with the snacks in their vans and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say something mean, but I won't. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's definitely how, how, how it was. Um, yeah, so I just always called her, and... Um, you know, text her if it was like relationship wise or whatever it was, like she kind of knew because that's just how it was. So me and my brother and her were in a group text and gosh, I'll never remember that. Or I'll, I'll forever remember this. And she was like, um, don't tell dad, like I'm telling you this, but he was downstairs like working. Now my, now my dad had open heart surgery I could be totally wrong, but I think it was like 15 years ago. It runs in his family. They've all had pretty much like open heart surgery. There's like six of them in the family. I don't know. It runs in the family. So anyways, he had that um, a while back. So mom was like, 
yeah, your dad was like working on the pipes and stuff, but he came upstairs and was really like out of breath. It just like scared him. Um, so he's going to go, like, he's going to call the doctor and like hopefully get in and get, you know, appointment. And me and my brother were just like, okay, maybe he's just like dehydrated. Maybe he wasn't eating something like good. Like, you know, we're just trying to think positive, but it just like scared them both. And, you know, of course my dad doesn't want to tell us cause I'm in Florida. My brother lived in New Jersey or lives in New Jersey. And so, you know, we just like left it at that. And again, like I said, I always call my mom. Well, I was about to call her and it just happened like a client came in. And so I didn't get to call her because then I was busy the rest of the day. So that was that. And then I had a friend come into town from up here in Pennsylvania, one of my roommates, and her brother actually lived in Florida as well. Um, She was staying with me for a few days. So I met her back at my place and I was like sitting there she's like making I don't know why she, I think she was making dinner, I don't know um and uh, I was like let me just call my mom and it was it was like eight o'clock I never call my mom that like she's normally in bed and I was like I don't know like I just feel like call my mom I haven't I didn't call her all day and so I call her and she doesn't answer and so I don't think anything of it because I'm like she's in bed and so she calls me back right away but it's my dad on the phone and like me and my dad don't talk on the phone like ever. And I just thought he's on his deathbed. Like I thought it was him like in the hospital. Cause again, we don't talk. And from the text, like what my mom sent earlier that, you know, he wasn't doing or he didn't feel good. I'm like, what the heck? And I was like, he's like, Jill, I'm with your mom. He's like, we're in the hospital again. I'm still thinking it's my dad. And he's like, your mom had a stroke. And I'm like, what? And I don't know. I was what 23. Yeah. And I'm like, I I don't like when you think straight, like for me at that time, I'm like, okay, you just go numb on one side. Like, I don't really know anything about it. Like, I'm like, what does that mean? And so I'm like, okay, like, well, and I hear my mom in the background and she's just like, she's like summer, summer. And that's all she kept saying. And I'm like, what is she talking about dad? And she's like, that's who helped her. So she had a stroke at Giant, like the food store, the grocery store. Um, and she, so she was standing in line at the grocery store and the cashier was like, um, like, how's your day going? You know, she's like, oh, it's going all right. Like I have a headache. She's like, I just got done work or whatever. And um, she's like, I'm just ready to get home. So she goes to then pay her and the cashier notices she's like, she's swaying And the cashier thankfully comes and catches her before she actually like falls and hits her head. And she notices right away she's having a stroke. Well, that's when this girl, Summer, who I went to high school with, and my mom knew her because we went to elementary school and stuff with her. Mm -hmm. And she comes and like helps my mom. And my mom's still kind of with it. She's like smiling, they said the whole time. Summer's like, your mom was smiling the whole time. She like knew your dad's number. She knew exactly where he would be at that time, which is crazy for somebody who just had a stroke, they said. Um, And so they try to get my dad on the phone and all this. Well, that's when there was, I guess, like a tornado. And this was, uh, again, 2016. There was a tornado like in town. So it took the ambulance a little bit longer to get there. Uh, My brother's coming from New Jersey. But Summer was helping my mom and stuff at this time just to calm her down and things and like that. And you're still in Florida. And I'm in Florida. So that's when I when I call my mom. My mom's like, Summer. And I'm like, Dad, what's she talking about? And that's when my, um, my mom's like, Summer, she she helped me. And that's when my dad's like, 
yeah, like some girl like Summer. I'm like, I know exactly what she's talking about because I knew Summer worked at Giant. I'm like, I know exactly what she's talking about. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, let me talk to mom. And dad's like, no, like th- they gave her like drugs at that, like medicine. And he's mm-hmm. like, she's Jill. She's like really out of it. Like she's, you know. And I still kind of regret it. Like, oh, I still wish she would have let me because like that was the only that was the last time like she really could have talked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, OK, do I need to fly home? He's like, no, they're doing like cat scans and stuff tonight and stuff like that. Well, no more, you know, tonight, tomorrow. He's like, go about your day. Like, really don't know anything. Like, wh- what? Like, what the hell do I do? Like, I'm sitting there with my friend. Yeah, it's, like, that's tough. Yeah. And like, I, I, as soon as I got off the phone, I'm like Googling, like, what the hell is fucking a stroke? You know, I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I'm asking my friend, like, you know, and I, and um, so then I had to coach the next morning. Actually, I had a client in the morning and then I coached a class and I told my brother this. I'm like don't tell me anything until after this, unless you really need me. Cause I'm right now, I, you know, I don't want to know, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, we won't know anything. And like, there's nothing you can do right now, you know? So it's like halfway through my class and my aunt, and my uncle, um, my dad's side, like they start like blowing up my phone. And that's why I knew it wasn't good because they knew I was teaching a class and my brother's like texting me and I'm like, and I didn't answer it. I'm like trying to teach middle of a class when I know my mom's probably fucking dying. And I'm like, what do you do? Like, so as soon as that class is over and it's outside, like I'm coaching a class and I go to the other parking lot <clears throat> and like call them and they're like, chill. They're like, <clears throat> excuse me. They're like, uh, we really need to get you home. Like we need to fly you home. And I was like, like, what's wrong? Like, she dying? They're like, no, like, she, she just really needs you by your side right now. And I'm like, you know, that's bad. Like, when they mm-hmm. want you home right now, like a last minute flight. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I, like, my friend, thank God her brother was already living down. I mean, she obviously understood and drives me to the airport. And I'm still to this day, I remember, like, sitting on that flight. Somehow, there wasn't a booked flight and it was like me, a space and another girl. And I remember I'm like trying to hold back tears. And it's like one of those things where this girl has no clue. I'm flying home right now to my dying mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's just like puts in perspective, like how people are suffering like all the time and like in silence, like you don't know. And it was hard. It was so hard to like, go home to something I didn't like fly home to like something I didn't know what I was going into. Mm-hmm. And so then I go to the hospital and they said like my mom wasn't moving really at all. And <clears throat> my brother and my dad were there and my aunt and uncle and so well, they picked me up my aunt and uncle. And so then I get to the hospital and like, I squeeze my mom's hand and she squeezed my hand so hard. And <laughs> like the nurses were so shocked. Like they were like, she hasn't moved like, and like all day and she starts like moving her one side and like the nurses try to get her to move like every hour they have to come in and do certain things and she wasn't doing it. But then every time they would come in and I would tell my mom to do it, she would do it. Mm -hmm. She just like knew my voice. She felt comfortable. Yeah. So that made me feel really comforting. And like, of course I couldn't ever leave her side. That was on a Wednesday. And so like they say with the stroke, you know, it's hard because I'm sitting there and, you know, they would say, oh, the blood is, so she had basically an aneurysm and, um, 
the blood uh, wasn't spreading at one point in her brain. They would take the CAT scans and stuff. They would open her pupils and see if they were dilating and stuff. Um, and then it was on Saturday. So that was on a Wednesday. And then Saturday, she all of a sudden her um, she w- she wasn't responding with her eyes at all. And so I remember I was talking on the phone with somebody because I was like, oh, she's doing so well. She's moving. It was the night before she was moving so much. And all of a sudden she goes downhill. And they take her and then they're like, the blood's starting to go down to her brainstem. And they said when that happens, that's when like it's not good. And I was like, what? And that's what they say about strokes is it's an uphill, like up and down battle. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what the heck? Like things are going, you know, and we, I mean, it's, um, you know, we had the option of doing surgery or not. We decided not to. And they said that was probably the best choice. We didn't want her to like be a vegetable. Like Mm -hmm. she would not want that to just sit there in bed all day. Um, but then when they had finally announced her, um, um, her death, which they did at 6 PM on a Saturday in the state of, uh, well, Pennsylvania, you had to wait six more hours for another doctor to come in and, and I guess announce death again. That has to be by two doctors. Well, it was 11 PM and they come in and they're so because we're waiting and she is an organ donor so it looks like she's breathing because mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. on a ventilator and they come in they're like oh we're sorry we can't get a doctor in tonight so we're gonna have to wait till tomorrow morning i was like i flipped out i was like are you kidding me like to wait again like what and the nurse that we really liked wasn't there and so I, what did we do like so we had to wait so we come back in the next morning it, it literally took two minutes for them to do it and the nurse that we were like she was there and she's like you know, I'm so sorry this happened. Like they could have gotten a doctor in. And that's insane. Yeah. That's it was crazy. just like one of those things, like you don't want to have to go through when you know, she, like, I mean, it's obvious she's dead, but like, mm-hmm. it's just a state of like every state has their own protocols and stuff. But, um, but yeah, so that was, that's a whole basically scenario of like how my mom passed. But I mean, and people ask like, did she have any health problems, anything like that? No. I mean, she was on, um, she got on blood pressure medicine like a couple she didn't even make her checkup appointment because she was on it um but a very very low dose and she was taking that um you know she didn't have any other um you know things and that's what just pissed me off because you have people who do all these other things and then you have my mom who didn't and uh it but not that you just never know like what can happen and that's what's scary about life but i mean and well, everybody thinks strokes and heart attacks happen to old people, and it's not necessarily true. It's happening to younger people yeah. every day. Yeah, and so she was, yeah, so I should say she was only 53 years old. Um, and, and so what the doctor said, because I was like, did she know this was coming on? And she had a headache at the at the grocery store, and he said that was like you know, her initial sign. But anyone, yeah. whatever age you have, it doesn't matter if you have a headache or not, I mean, you're not going to know. And plus that little headache she had, it, it just, he had, he said it hit her like a heart attack. It came so fast that like really there was no way to stopping it. Right. So from the time you found out that she had a stroke to her, to her death, how many days was that? So it was on a Wednesday. She passed Saturday. So you had so the, 40. you were there with her. See the difference between, ours and yours is you actually witnessed like you had to go through day by day by day us it was instantaneously like it was done like we Mm -hmm. 
so it's it's different to think about like your your situation was harder a lot harder than ours because we we didn't have to see it yeah i mean i don't want to compare but it's not like when i saw my mom it's not like she she, i mean she couldn't talk to me i mean you know and yeah i was watching my mom die and my hope was like oh my gosh she's gonna come out of this and i'm gonna be like her forever nurse like that was gonna be my job (laughs) um you know that's a terrible roller coaster to go through yeah it's it's terrible it's just one of those things and you know and then my dad you you know he said hold on like that should be me like on that bed right now and you know you don't want to put that on him i mean because out of anything yeah he's the one who had the heart problems and things like that my mom never i mean she even said the only time she was ever in the hospital was when she freaking had us kids like you know um and it's it's hard because i like to this day i'm just like like what could i have done could i have like okay mom go like do this exercise like go eat this like you know it just plays in my head like what could I have done and I know deep down there's probably nothing and then I like did the doctors do this do they not give the medicine like all this stuff plays in my head and I'm like there's nothing I can do about it now like regardless of whatever could have happened you know so I know it's hard that you probably deal with it a lot like every day does it come through your mind every day oh my god like I was thinking about the other well every night like so like i sleep with my dog my little five pound dog and i'm like tell her good night and then i always tell my mom good night like i to this day i'm always like good night mom because that's what she did with us so she's always like good night joe i love you and so i always say that to my mom still to this day and i've said that ever since she's passed are you getting better at accepting the fact that she's not here with us (laughs) i know it's i know mom like mom you you say a lot like people tell us like you you need to get over the fact that he's gone like it's time to move on and all that stuff. You don't, what, what, what did you learn? You don't move yeah, but on. Your, your question, your question was, did right. she, is she acknowledging that she passed? Because that's a different, yeah, I'm that's saying a different subject too, because some people just go in denial and they don't believe it. And, and then they have to accept it. And then after you accept it, then you have to deal with it. So first of all, you have to accept that it even happened. I don't know, Jill, in your case, but in my case, I picked up the phone a couple of times and thought I got to call him. Yeah, no, and then yeah. it's like I can't call him. Like, so there's nobody to call. So that's the first thing to actually acknowledge that that person you're not going to see that person in the human form ever again. And then after that is then when you have to deal with what people say. Is it going to get easier? It's not ever going to get easier. No, and so it I... doesn't get easier. And you don't you don't put it in a place where it's easier. You. In, in my situation, it never gets easier. It just, it doesn't even get better. It's just that I put it in a certain place in my brain that doesn't affect me daily. But to Jill's point, she says goodnight to her mom every night. I talk to Kyle every day. Yeah. But we still function because we don't get better at hiding. We don't get better at their death. We get better at functioning every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with that loss, they're still with us. I mean, I tell myself every day, I talk to Kyle throughout the day. When something goes wrong, I'm like, really, Kyle? Like, Are you and that I'm way, sure Jill? Jill does the same thing. Like, Yeah. Do you believe she's with you spiritually? So, I you don't have to answer if you want. No, I just haven't got to that point yet. And I... I Let need, me ask you I this. I should get to Did that. you listen to our podcast about the medium? Yeah, I listened to all of them. What do you think about that? I mean, I would like to experience that. Yeah. 
I actually would like to like get back into going to church, to be honest. Um, it's something I just think I should and like need to do because everyone, yeah, talks about like, oh, they feel like their loved one with them. And it's been in February here will be five years and time flies. I, yeah. And I'll be honest, like, I don't feel that with my mom. Like there, I'm not like, there's my mom or like, like dragonflies so, is like a thing to me, but like, I might be like, like if I see a dragonfly only because they're like, you don't see them that often. I might be like, oh, that that's like my mom. But it's really hard. Like I'm not, a, to me personally, I'm just not those believers. Like I'm not like, oh, I feel my mom. I just uh, personally, I haven't. And I, maybe it's because I need to go to church and do, I don't know. I don't know. So, so that, that church is a different topic that we, we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I feel Kyle a lot. I don't go to church. I mean, you hear the podcast, like we talk about spirituality and we're going to have podcasts on that coming up and I'm excited about that. But you may just not be in tune to it. I know that Carl's dad gets so upset because he didn't, he doesn't get that vibe either. Yeah. And we tell him like, be open, be open. And so you may be seeing it and just not recognizing it. Going to church isn't going to say, going to make it like, oh, my mom's going to come to me now. Like it's a spiritual thing. And someday you're going to understand it. And, and don't feel like you have to go to church and you're a bad person. That's why your mom's not coming to you. It just, it's different. It's really weird, but she is with you every day. Like I, I a hundred percent believe that our loved ones are with us every day. I feel the connection. And, and I just, I mean, Austin and I'm laughing say I'm weird because I have like this sixth sense, but I'm very in tune to, to the people that have passed. And trust me, like they're with us. There's so and much some... more to life than what we see. Yeah. And I'm so interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, I'm telling you, your mom is there. Yeah. And like... someday you're going to be like, oh my gosh. And, and sometimes it's just subtle things. Like it's it's crazy. And you won't even realize it. My girlfriend, she has the dandelions. And then you know how they turn to like those uh, little like things that you blow and the seeds like fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like she sees that. She saw that in the winter time, and she's like, "Cassie, like this is strange. Did you ever?" And I'm like, "That's a sign. Like you're missing your sign. I'm all about the sign, but you just missed the sign. Like that's your mom." Yeah. <laughs> so there might be signs there that that you just don't know. Yeah. Like so. Like I said, it's coming up on five years for me, and you know, people say, I mean, "You don't ever move on from it." And I believe. You know, grief, you carry it with you. You learn to, you know, grow and you live, you know, with it. For me, it's just gotten harder because I think it's become a reality. The first few years, I was numb and just, you don't, days just kind of went by and it, it, it just was like whatever and, you know, holidays suck and things like that. And then I dated a guy for about, I don't know, three years on and off or whatever. And then after that, relationship that's when it like really struck me because I didn't really open up to him about it and then after we broke up I think I was just so heartbroken and and like my mom wasn't there and all this just like came out and that was you know like last year when that all happened so I would say within like last year and this year it's been really hard and then obviously like the pandemic and you know I lived on my own down in Florida and you know I have a dog and stuff and 
but it's hard without her. And I honestly, I think the last year or two, it's probably been the hardest for me because it's all becoming a reality. Like I've, but I've also opened up a lot more than I ever have, which makes me feel good. But it's also really hard. And now that I am home in York, I try to go visit my mom every other week or every so many times a month. I was going to ask you, is it easier or harder being Um, back closer to your mom? I mean, it's, I mean, I go and like, I'll talk with it. Like sometimes I like, I'll just sit there and I I don't know what to say. Cause I just like want to grab her out of the ground. Like I hate it. Like sometimes I get, I get mad still. And that's where like I did, you know, I tried therapy when I first, um, when my mom first passed and then that's when I joined CrossFit because I needed to get my anger out. Cause I was, I would like walk out of therapy and just cry. And I hated that. Like I hated being sad. And I was like, I'm more pissed off that my mom got taken like at a young age and she shouldn't have. And I was like, I, and I was already obviously a fitness coach and stuff, but I wanted to learn more about the barbell. I was like, I need to go like throw weights around. I was like, I need to like get this anger out in a healthy way. And I never referred to like drinking or anything. Um, And so I was like, I need to go throw some barbells around and get my like competitiveness out. So that's when I joined CrossFit and never looked back since. (laughs) That's awesome that you did that because I can tell you. I, I still get pissed off. Sometimes I go to the cemetery or I'm even just driving in my car and a song will come on. Yeah. And, and I just get so angry and I get angry at Kyle. Mm-hmm. And Joe always says, that disturbs me that you get angry with him. And I'm like, no, I, in, in your mom's case, she didn't have this. In Kyle's case, he fucking did this. Right. Like, yeah. I'm pissed. Why did you do this to us? Yeah. You know, and then you understand, well, it's an illness. Yeah. But then you get mad at God. Like, God, why did you not help him? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. And so you did it in a healthy way. And you went, I mean, obviously, um, anybody that knows you can see that you're very fit. Um, you're very loyal to your gym and, and your exercise. And that, that's a good positive thing. Because look what, what could have happened. You could have went totally the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I am did everything positive, though. So I don't know if you want to talk about that. But, but you took the step in the right direction. <laughs> For the most part, yes. Yes. Take the credit, Jill. You're yes. best. <laughs> You're doing good, girl. Here, speaking of your Not workouts, any... speaking of your workouts, you did uh, some dances like, <laughs> on what? YouTube. Did I? Juju on the beat or whatever it's called. Which and one? The Juju on the beat. And oh watch my... me whip. That's that's way back in the day. Well, that like... was before TikTok. And think about um, it. TikTok's doing what now? They're I... doing the same thing. Believe me, one of the coaches down in Florida was like, Jill, like you should get on that TikTok. I'm like, I did this fucking TikTok shit before it even was TikTok. <laughs> like, I'll own that. <laughs> you were creeping on me. I wasn't creeping. <laughs> you were. I was trying to get <laughs> background yeah, information. You know, I have two. <laughs> I have two YouTube pages. Oh, I saw one. Well, that's that one. And then I had the Fit by Jill, but that's all fitness stuff. Oh, well, there you go. So. If you're looking for to, to get fit. I haven't updated in a while. Or throw some weights around. <laughs> go find Jill. <laughs> so, Jill, you do gym, and you said not every day is not easy. How is your brother and your dad doing with all this? Yeah, so I think we grieve very differently. and And it's funny because I hear you guys are like, when your podcast, you say you haven't talked about it since the podcast. Well, we're the same way. I mean, we have not. We don't. We haven't talked about it. I don't think since, you know, my mom really passed. And I wouldn't even say we really t- 
talk like about it. You Not know? even you and your brother? No. And you know what happened, which was really hard for me is, you know, I was single at the time when um, my mom passed and he was had a girlfriend, which is now his wife, but it was only like a month or two. Um, he came down to Florida and he decided to propose to his girlfriend. And then, yes, I'm happy, but I'm also like jealous and kind of irritated. And he knows this because that's like, his, I'm like, like our mom just passed and now you want to go like celebrate. Like it was really hard for me because he had somebody to lean on. Like I was jealous. I was, and I told him this, like, he has someone to lean on and you know, while he's hurting, like I did not And now he gets to plan this whole wedding. It was a distraction for him. Like I can see where he's going with this. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it was a good idea. And he's like, I know mom always wanted this, like for me to marry her. And like, I'm sure, but it was hard for me because now I just like, I didn't want to help at the time. Cause I'm like, I'm so I'm grieving. You want to go plan a wedding. And at the time I want nothing to do with it, you know? And it was just hard for me. Like, yeah, I'm happy. Yep. But it was just, it was hard, and I was very, very jealous. Um, and so, actually, I don't remember how soon it was, but, like, me, my brother, and my dad, like, you know, we uh, we would fight here and there. Just, I don't even remember what, like, just getting into about little things. And um, and I just think because we all grieve differently. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am more of the open one, I would say, out of everybody. Um, but there are guys, and they bottle things in like my dad's always kept to himself and my brother is a lot like my mom personality wise like if I were to talk to him and stuff he's like comforting like if I were I don't know if we would get into fights like he would he wouldn't want to make up with me like the next day mm-hmm. where it's like I can hold a grudge yeah um but yeah I don't know like we just I, it's like hard like we just don't really like I'll go to the cemetery and I'll send them pictures and they don't like you know they'll like it but they don't like they don't say really do you want that to be a conversation in the future to have that with your your Um, family it's not like something I'm like "Eh." would you be open to it Eh. I think it's like I it's more of a girl bond like I want that girl figure like I was just never really like me and my dad were never that really like super super close my brother and I like were to a point you know, but it's so he's a male. I don't know. It's like no one will ever replace my mom. Yeah. And that's just like, well, I, like, sure. I mean, we can talk. But what do we even talk about? Like, moms. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I'll just I'll never be close to them like a, like I was my mom. It just it never will be like that. And and yeah. I remember like to say like, and they didn't mean any harm by it. But when I first said I was going to therapy. Like I remember my brother was like, okay, that's fine. But you, you always have us to talk to. Like mm-hmm. they, he didn't understand. Like I, I need a girl figure. Like I need somebody else who doesn't know us to talk to. Like, I don't want to talk to you guys. You're just going to like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to talk to you about it. Like, well, they're going to form their own opinion. So if you talk to somebody who doesn't know you, yeah, then you're open to sharing things. I mean, I just went to counseling for the first time in the last year mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, Everybody's like, you know, my sister said the same thing. Oh, you you can always talk to me. To this day, she says, you can always talk to me. Yeah. And I just don't feel, I feel like I'm burdening them. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
I, I just want somebody else's perspective. And then they give you the perspective that you've never even thought of. And then it gives you something to think about. And it's like, well, this is a biased opinion because they don't know anything, in, you know, and it just, it opens up. Right. Yeah. And, and then you see your mom and other people. I know you reached out to me and said, I remind you a lot of your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so you start to search for those, for your mom and other people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're never going to replace your mom with that other person, but right. that other person's going to make you feel like you're with your mom when you're with them. Right. Oh, for sure. And, and it's it's just, it's actually a good feeling. And I I will obviously get with you when I'm not sick because it will help me as well. I mean, you're talking from can, an experience yourself. I can tell you, and Austin can tell you. A few weeks ago, we were downtown giving out um, Christmas stockings and blankets. And a boy came up afterwards that was in recovery while he was past. I mean, he's still in recovery, but you can ask Austin, like my eyes lit up and I talked to that poor kid for probably what Austin, like a half an hour. Yeah. Something like that. And I just felt like he's not ever going to replace Kyle, but I tend to gravitate towards younger boys in recovery, not mm-hmm. because they're going to replace him, but it younger just makes men. me feel like I'm next to him. Younger men. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I understand. Like, there's a lot of um, what I used to call, like, my Florida moms down there because, yeah. like, my clients, I would get a lot of, like, in their 40s and so. I don't, I almost said older. I shouldn't say older in their 40s. Um, but, like, and I would, they would treat me as if they were, like, my mom and stuff. And yeah. it, it makes you feel good because I could text them. I could call them and, you know, and. And, I, and it was very comforting for sure. And it made them feel important because they could help you. Yeah. Because if you're like your mom and like me, like I want to help everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if I can say anything or spend time with anybody that's going to make them feel better, like that's what I want to do. And I think that you said your mom was like that. Yeah. You're like that. So I totally get it. Yeah. I think it comes down to having a balance though, to helping other people versus knowing yourself and, and getting to know yourself first. You got you to gotta be able to balance between the two. All right, Austin, I know. You can't just put all your effort into helping <laughs> other people because then you forget about yourself. No, I agree I because I, I'm 100. Like, I want to put others before me all the time, and I forget, like, my own happiness, and then I'm drowning, and then I, I'm not happy at all, and mm-hmm. I'm wearing myself out. Like, especially being a, like in fitness, I'll, yes, I want to do all this, I want to do all this, then what about me? And then I'm like hurting and I'm not tailing to my needs and all this because I want to make sure everyone else is happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to do that all the time. And it's something I definitely need to work on, work on for sure. So when you realize it, what do you do for yourself? Do you back off or? Well, right now I'm not working, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have a lot of me time. right? Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, like, that's what I mean. Like, when I do start to pick up stuff, it's just something I do be, need to work on. But, like, right now, I'm definitely doing a lot for myself because I wake up, I work out for a few hours and go take the thought. Like, I, I do everything for myself. Like, that's, like, for the podcast. I was like, yeah, also, we can't do it till the afternoon because I need to work out and do all this, like, for okay. myself. I, mean, I, I worked out this morning, too, so. That's good. No, that's good. Because it just, but also, like, working out just puts me in a better mindset because if I didn't work out today and, and I sat here, I would be like, all right, when's this over? Because I need to go work out. <laughs> I can agree. I, yeah, I, I go to fitness too for, for for some mental things and mental help. Yeah, it, just, it helps out yeah. a lot. It, it like, 
it puts you in that zone where I don't have to think about anything. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. What do you think about when you're at the gym? <laughs> well, I don't. Like, you don't think about nothing. Well, the workouts that I mean, I, I do a lot of intense workouts, so I, it's just. She's so running a mile in seven minutes. She's focusing on how she's breathing. Well, I'm, I want to like push myself to the limit. So I'm like trying, it sounds bad, but like I want to beat myself up to a point like yeah. t- to where like I'm sweating and like I'm hurting. I, this sounds bad, but like I'm still alive, but you know, but like where I don't have time to think like about stupid shit in my head. Like if I'm sitting there and contemplating stuff, I know I'm not working out. Okay. That's good. Okay. That's a good point. I haven't been working hard enough though. <laughs> <laughs> but it my also mind depends. Crazy on the treadmill. It depends well, on the type of workout. Yeah, I was gonna say if I'm just yeah, if I were to be walking on treadmill, well yeah, one hundred percent I'll be sitting there like doing that. Like when I'm walking the dogs, I put on a podcast and I can think about stuff. Sometimes I don't put on a podcast and I'll be that's my time to just think and you know, and we go for like two mile walk, so yeah, okay. it depends on what you do. But if I'm during like my intense workout and stuff, I just need my time to like not really think. And that's just my time to just go hard. Just go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the gym. Um, what what are some of your pet peeves? Pet peeves of what? Anything. In the gym? Oh. Anything. Oh, God. In life. I know chewing gum while I want a podcast is one of them. Yeah, I know. I was like, I got to make sure. Wow, actually, I just saw someone this the other day. Is shopping. This is so random. Is that that's a- that's why I want random. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where he's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> um, when people leave sh- shopping carts, like out in the, out in like, the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, like it really fucking pisses. I'm cursing a lot, so whatever. It's all right. Like when they leave them in the parking lot not back in like i don't know what that thing's called i don't know either like the cart return or some yeah, shit. Like yeah. when, when they do not put it back that really pisses me off because like i'll go say if i'm gonna go like pull in and then you see a cart there i'm not gonna park there i'm gonna bag out or if like i do come out and like someone freaking leaves it like there's just lazy ass people like Go fucking put your cart back where you got it. You're calling some people out right now. Yeah, I am. You know who <laughs> <Shit>. you are. <laughs> but like I don't, that, it really that really makes me mad. But if you go to Aldi's, you know the quarter thing, like you have to put your cart back there. Yeah. No one talking about. Yeah. That, they're really. Now, your OCD. Do you feel like you need to collect those carts? No, no? I, absolutely not. Like no. Okay. I do. I do. No. I don't collect them. I if, if it's in my travel path, I'll I'll take yeah. them and I'll use them or I'll put them back. Like if it's if I do park there, because think about it, you're helping the guy that works there now. Oh my gosh! You gotta yeah, forget but... about the fact that some douchebag <laughs> fucking left the car out there. I now know. you're now you're gonna have a helping hand and help some guy yeah, guy well, out that's working there. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, any other pet peeves? Um, well, I could talk about the gym when people don't like okay. really work out. So I did a study in college one time. On the gym? Yeah. So we studied, I think they were soccer players and, but it could be really any sport. So I went to school for fitness, like fitness management, exercise science, whatever. And, um, and we studied the soccer players. So they would just happen to be the, the kids in there. Um, and we timed them. So anytime they lifted or did an activity, so they curled weights, whatever, we started our time and stopped it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then anytime they were walking around or talking, like we didn't time them. So they were in there for about an hour. So the average time, and we all like add our times up after each of the athletes. Can I guess? Yeah, I, I was going to guess. Like 20, out of an hour. 20 minutes. No. More? Less. Less. What is it, mom? I say about eight. Eight percent. Eight like, minutes. Eight minutes. It was seven eight minutes. minutes total time. So that's where it goes to show that like... I mean, one, they, they bullshit a lot because they just talk. I mean, it depends if you go in and out of the gym by yourself, that's one thing. But I mean, it again, depends what workout, like I get mm-hmm. it. Sometimes you do a set and you, you need that little rest time. Two minutes. But like some people take it too far, but that's also where like, I hate those people who are like, yeah, I was in the gym for like two hours. Well, what, did you, what did you do for two hours? Like that's my mom. Like you're talking about cool. my mom right now. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I'm going to do my treadmill lead. I don't talk to anybody. Like some people might go there for two hours and like work hard for two hours. Like probably not, but they might. But you really only need like 20, 30 minutes in a gym. But if you bullshit a lot, you, you need two hours. <laughs> I agree. There's a lot of them out there. And speaking of the gym, especially this time of year, the new year, a lot of new people coming in. Yeah. Yeah. The gyms are still, well, actually the governor just passed it. Yeah. Stuff can open. There's a lot of gyms that are still open, even though. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But they all are going to open on January 4th. So that'll be yes, good. I Everybody see can that. get back. Yes. So the gym helps you cope with a lot of different ups and downs in your life. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about anything else with your mom? Um, about, was that like the first time you actually shared? Uh, maybe I'll, I mean, I've told some people about the story, I guess, but I, I mean, that was new, new information for me. Yeah. Like, I, never, I guess if I like, like, I guess like, yeah, maybe because I feel like I might tell little pieces, but if I actually sit down and like say the whole thing. I don't know. There's a lot of different avenues we can take with your life. Yeah, like I, I could talk about like my addiction and stuff, but we can also always have you back on yeah. do another one. Um, yeah. I got one question. If you're alright with us wrapping this up, if it's not tricky, if it's not what tricky, tricky. <laughs> um, Mom, do you have anything before I ask her a question? Question? No, I just appreciate her sharing her story because there's a lot of people out there that that lose their fan, family member and don't talk about it and grief is something that people don't talk about and um especially it needs the to be talked about yeah especially the holidays it's a rough time for everybody and jill even the, the airplane story like that resonates with me because we don't know what the, the person next to us is going through they may be smiling and everything may be great for that person and everybody thinks that they have this great life and that individual sitting next to you on that plane had no idea you were coming home to say goodbye to your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so we do need to be sensitive. And when somebody's grasping the grocery store, I mean, I was just at the grocery store today and the cashier was miserable. And I thought to myself, bitch, why are you even working? Like, you're going to say, I'm going to make you say something to me. And then I walked in and thought, well, how stupid is that? Like, she may have just been having a really bad day. And who am I to say that she has to be nice to me? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it is hard so, because I, I'm like that, this, uh, the same, like, I don't have, I'm trying to get better, but I don't have patience, so to say. So I want to get like angry at certain things. Stuff. Yeah. But like you just said, yeah, you don't know, you know, what's, I, I, there was something on, I should find it. Um, this long like meme or a thing on Instagram. And it was like, I don't they showed like 10 different people and it was how, you know, 
everybody, each one of those people were, I think they were standing in line for like a COVID test. It was just like a picture, but they were, yeah, but they were showing My mom that. mom might have been in that picture. <laughs> no, it was like a, car- it was a, it was a cartoon. Like it was, they, they drew it, but they were showing how each person in that line, you didn't know what they were going through. Like somebody like just had a baby and now was waiting like in line. Then you had somebody who was suffering like with anxiety, somebody who just lost somebody, but everybody's standing in line for the same thing. But you're just like, you don't know what everyone's going through. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it makes you think. Yeah. So I read you okay. a quote yesterday, mom. Yeah. And it, it says fine. today I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Yeah, I can't. I can't comprehend that yeah. yet. My brain's not there yet. I'll let you guys think about that one. Okay. Um, yeah, the question I wanted to ask you is: if you could go back and tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Jeez. It's very broad. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking actually something about this today, randomly. I don't know why. Um, I can read minds. No oh, good. Oh, um, I would say because I have like anxiety and I overthink a lot mm-hmm. is try to just live in the moment a little bit. And I think that's easier said than done. And even to this day, I try to preach that because obviously like you and I both have been through long um, Kathy, um, you know, death, like randomly like sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is hard to just wake up and be like, Oh, I'm going to go live my best life. I mean, I, I think truly if we all wanted to do that, we would like go fly somewhere and literally go live our best life. And it, it, it's hard to do that, you know, without so much money and all this type of stuff. Um, but I would try to just try to ease down a little bit and not literally overthink so much. Cause sometimes I overthink so much and I just stress mm-hmm. so much that day and I don't get anything done. So like I said, it, I know it's <clears throat> easier said than done, but I would try to tell my younger self that, you know, every day is a new day and I just have to literally live in the moment because like what happened yesterday? I can't go back. Like my mom passed, but I can't go back. Like I can't, I can't go bring her back. You know, you have so much energy throughout the day. Yeah. So I, I like, I stress so much and overthink, but I like, why I just need to be like here. <laughs> I'm an overthinker myself. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask a question about overthinking. That was it. That was I the over- last question. You can't ask. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just stop it. Because I overthink a lot. Jill, mm-hmm. do you actually have conversation? Like, do you text somebody and you already have in your head how you want and when you want them to respond and you get pissed off if they don't? Expectations? It, yeah. Like, do you ever think and have conversations with yourself and if they don't respond, then you start thinking, well, did something happen? You're talking you to a girl to who like if they if I text a guy and they don't. Yes. <laughs> Plus, I'm I have, like, about, like even a, even like a friend to a friend and they don't respond. Do you right away go, God, I hope something didn't happen and you start stressing out? Oh, yeah. Well, so. OK, so well, really quick about like, well, about my mom, like with my OCD um, little switch here. But like when she was in the hospital I was overthinking everything. Like I would go to the bathroom and I felt like I had to you know, touch certain things or do all Cause I was over it. Like I just thought I needed to do certain things. And, um, but if like, so on the texting spot though, um, 
yeah, if somebody doesn't text me back, I think, oh my God, like, did I say one thing wrong? Did I, did it not go to them or did I, oh yeah. And then I, if you ever look at my phone in my notes section, I probably pre-write a lot of my, like, if I'm sending like a long text, I have it probably already right now. Yeah, that shit saves. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on, let me get my notes. (laughs) I'm like, I need to like pre-write this and like make sure it sounds okay. You might as well just turn it into a book. And and then I'm I'm asking that because I'm laughing with you, but I do that. I don't have notes. I don't know how. I probably do that too. Or screenshot it. Literally, I'll send something. I'll think, well, I'm a really sarcastic person. Did that person take it the wrong way? Yeah. And then I like start texting back. I was just kidding. And then I'm starting to explain myself. I'm thinking, this is insane. You know why you do that? Why? Especially through text. Because you can't see emotion. You can't feel their emotion, their energy. When you're in the room with them, it's a whole different story. Okay. Well, I so, wanted to get like, a take on that my, because I'm just like that without the notes because I don't know how. The way I text, <laughs> I come across as, I don't know if you can agree with this but i come across as not interested or just blah like you're short. blatant and short like i'm not interested now i come across <laughs> yeah. but i'm that's not how i am <laughs> where i'm like lol smiley face ha 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 ha, ha <laughs> like the whole anyway yeah. no i see okay. what you're saying but yeah text messaging is a whole different story unless you're gonna but send like a bunch of emojis and yeah well shit. you don't have an iphone but iphone just recently there's a glitch and everyone a lot of people know this where you're not getting notifications right now most a lot of people should probably know this but like so if, if you or anybody like text me mm-hmm. i might not know and then i'll go into my text and be like oh shit he texted me that was three hours ago so i might be waiting there and be like he never texted me and i really and so right now these last few months it's been bugging the hell out of me because i'm like oh my god yeah, yeah. But then i take it to extreme and think shit she probably blocked me yeah no believe <laughs> me i thought the same even further like am i being blocked like, yeah yeah, no, I feel you. Okay, got you. All right. Well, Jill, so you're not alone. Okay. I appreciate you uh, coming on. Yeah, we'll, thank we'll you. Thank you. Have to have you on again. And talk about some other things if you want. That's up to you. Got a bunch of stuff. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, yeah, th- guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you guys on All the right. next one. See ya. I'm logging off here. Are you hanging up? Yeah, I'm hanging up.